what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange, a monthly conversation about startups and small business with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your business more effectively. My name is Jeff Newville. I'm your co-host. I'm director of the Small Business Center at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina. I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller, who's head of the business department at Catawba Valley Community College. Hey, Gary, how is it going? Hey, Jeff. It's been another great month. Been busy at school, but I did get take a couple days to go see my son graduate from Marine Infantry School. So you have a Marine son now. I do. He's one of the few, the proud, and he found out he's going to be stationed in Hawaii, so he's lucky. Well, I, I'd like to meet him. Can I visit him yes. in Hawaii? You know, yes. Does he have lots Maybe of friends? Maybe we can make a road trip out there. A road trip to Hawaii. Well, you know, I'm, I'm we're, sure. We're national, so we could do it. Well, I, I'd like to think we have a lot of listeners in Hawaii, and you know, if they contact us and want to set up a, an on-site podcast, I think our producer Chris and our crew would be happy to, to make the journey. I'll work with that, my son to see if he can make that happen. Well, that's great. Today, our topic is going to be branding your business, and uh, we're going to have a guest with us, Matt Everly, who's been working for over 10 years on business branding and website design and logo development and other marketing elements. Uh, We're going to have our small business of the month, which we always uh, try to come up with something interesting there. Uh, So we've got a good show planned. I wanted to uh, talk a little bit for a few minutes about an article that crossed my desk uh, in Fortune Magazine this month. It's something uh, called Should I Go Direct? It was an article by Jennifer Alsever, and it discusses how some small businesses and startups are uh, trying to avoid going through retail operations and going direct to their customers uh, through online sales, through using commission salespeople and marketing representative, representatives and and really trying to save money and, and make stronger connections with the customers. And talked to you a little bit about it before the show and, and uh, was curious to what your thoughts were there and whether that's a viable way for businesses to, to get to their customers. Well, I think it's an interesting and important thing for all small business owners, all business owners, to think about how is the best way to connect with their customer. Certainly the cost of going through retail or, can be a challenge. Uh, and also, by going through a middle person, maybe you're not getting your message across as well as you'd like to. Going direct has its other challenges, too. You've got to find the right avenue that's going to hit your target market appropriately, whether it's you know, online, as you've mentioned. I mean, we had a couple customers that have done extremely well online or using Facebook, uh, like Lolly Wally Doodle from mm-hmm. a few months ago went, went Facebook, and she's done fantastic over the years. Some others haven't done it as well direct sales, having somebody as a commissioned salesperson to go out there. If you've got the right person, again, it ties down to a lot of things, having the right people uh, that can get to your market. And again, it's always a cost-benefit well, so, you know, When I talk to people about uh, distributing their product and they talk about going to retail versus going online, I think one of the challenges that they always have to think through is trying to determine price points in that if you do go through a retailer, you have to build in that retail markup right. versus going online. If you're to sell direct online, uh, your, your tendency might be to sell at a lower sales price. But if you're trying to also go through some retail outlets and you're undercutting their price, they're not going to be very happy with you. And ultimately, that's not going to be a winning strategy. So that's yes. that classic marketing 
channel conflict. Yeah. And yeah. you have to be careful because you don't want to cut one person off going in another direction. Now, now, Gary, you were saying back in your college days that you actually did some uh, some direct sales to help get products in front of people. What was your experience I there? I did. I'll uh, just tell you how old I am. I was a fuller brush man. And, a fuller brush man. And I literally went door to door when that was something that was feasible because a lot of people won't open the door for you these days. <laughs> uh, but it, I sold a very good product. Many of our listeners will may know about Fuller Brush uh, from their grandparents. <laughs> now, now, did you ride horses to these doors? I or, did. Or, you know, yeah, how long ago was this? I my mm-hmm. uh, uh, horse to the mm-hmm. stable when I went in. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we sold brushes and saddles. You're, you're, you're very well preserved for, <laughs> uh, for, thank for, you very for, much. for such yeah. a wise I man. I am 133 years old. Yeah, okay. So. Well, well you're, you're, you're still looking good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, it's uh, you know it's one challenge that, that, and maybe maybe we'll talk about it as one of the topics on our show sometime in the future of different ways that uh, small businesses can reach out to their customers and which is right for them, and that uh, there, there are certainly some benefits of distributing through retailers, but the retailers can put some burden on um, uh, manufacturers, and in, in that. Uh, uh, in addition to the retail margin, sometimes there are, there are fees and chargebacks and whatnots that I'm familiar with from my previous life that uh, can make it less profitable to sell right. through retailers. So it's, uh, there's, there's not one right answer, but uh, there, w- w- with, the, uh, uh, with more social media and uh, more people buying online, there are more options out there than ever before for, for a small business. And I think that's the key is there's not one right answer. It's looking at what's going to be the right mix for your product and the market that you're trying to serve. Well, before we get into our main topic, uh, we've got a sponsor that we want to do a shout-out for. Uh, one of our, our mesh sponsor uh, is Greater Hickory Kia Classic at Rock Barn Golf and Spa uh, Club out in Conover, North Carolina. The Greater Hickory Kia Classics uh, golf tournament that will be taking place from October 13th through 19th. You can get tickets and information at www.greaterhickorykiaclassic.com. And uh, the, the golf tournament's going on there. It's, it's on the senior tour. I've been out there a few times. And, uh, Gary, you've been out there a few times. It's, I love uh, it. I think it's a great experience. Uh, yeah. The pros are wonderful to talk to you. It's a little bit different than the main PGA Tour. They really are appreciative of us being out there. And, of course, they're still great golfers. That's well, a great event. It's very accessible. So if you have the opportunity, we encourage you guys to check it out. So, so moving on, our, our main topic today is going is branding your business. And we're fortunate to have Matt Everly, who's owner of ME Design here in Hickory, a web and graphic design studio which solves marketing problems by developing creative solutions for branding projects. Through art direction, logo design, websites, and marketing collateral for clients and agencies of all shapes and sizes. It's almost like I'm reading that, you know? It's, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> now it just flows very flows well. Anyway, Matt, you started your company in t- uh, 2002. You've been doing this for a while. Welcome to uh, the Entrepreneur Exchange, and thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Great to see you guys. So, so you work with a variety of companies. You work with some startups. You work with small companies. You work with mid-sized companies and, and in a variety of areas. And when you think about branding, uh, you know, how, how do you get started with brand? If you, if, when you're a startup, how do, you, how do you get started with branding your business? Well, it's, it's really who, who you want to be, who you want to be perceived as. Um, it's, it's really 
your promise to your uh, your customer. Your brand is your promise to your customer. So, and, and how do you go about communicating that? Are there different elements, different ways that you have to to deal with in order to to, to make that promise? Right. Well, visually, and I'm I'm a visual person. Art direction and uh, graphic design is my forte, but. Um, what you really want to do is is start with a, a brand, uh, a mark, you know, a logo. Um, but maybe before you even do that, you want to define your brand in your head or in your in your um, potential market's head. Um, you know, what what is your mission? What is your product or service? How is it going to benefit the um, the target market? What co- what qualities you want them to be? Uh, to be associated with that. What makes you different? What makes you different, yeah. Your, your USP, your unique right. selling proposition. Um, and then from there, you can start to visually encapsulate that in a logo mark. And then from there, put that logo on everything. That's really yeah. important. I think sometimes people, don't, well, I think a lot of small businesses don't think about branding. They think about the ideas, but they don't think about them. Right. Brand. They think that's a big company type concept as opposed to whatever we're selling whether it's a service or product it is our brand and we have to be do, do, important. Do, do, do you guys think all companies should be thinking about their brand or you know or is it are there certain companies that it's more important to or or you know is even the 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 individual who's started his own landscaping business is is that a, is should he be concerned about his brand too or do how do you guys I look at that most definitely i do too um always from the smallest person or entrepreneur to the um, I mean, up, to, up to coca-cola yeah exactly. <laughs> well the brand is who we are right and we need to know who we are whether that's the high end or the medium or low end you know we can be successful at anything we just need to know who we are and we need to be consistent and then certainly our our branding to the public has to to fit with what we're trying to do yeah, you know, it may maybe because of of the area in which we live, and and uh, you know, here in Western North Carolina, traditionally we've had a lot of textile companies, apparel companies, of furniture companies. But but I, but I I find myself talking to several entrepreneurs and startups that are that, that want to create an apparel brand, you know, and they come to me asking me that question, and that. And I always find that to be a challenging question of, you know, if, if you want to start a apparel brand, and I don't, I don't think the, it's exclusive to apparel. I think just creating a brand in itself is, is a very time-consuming, can be expensive process. Absolutely. And, and, and that, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's probably uh, not very realistic to come in and think that, uh, oh, I'm going to create a, an apparel brand uh, this month and, uh, you know, all of a sudden – uh, retail stores are going to be jumping on it saying, oh, we have to have your apparel brand because I guess when I think back over how many brands have been created in the last few years, Under Armour comes to my mind uh, as something that on a, on a national level that, that's created something, but not a lot more. You know, I mean, I, I'm, and I'm sure there's some out there. I'm, you know, I know this will shock our listeners and that I'm not that fashion conscious, but... Uh, well, you, if you they know. saw you, they would be shocked <laughs> because you are a fashion fan. That's the beauty of the podcast medium, isn't it? So, but, uh, you know, Matt, uh, for, for those folks starting out that, that, that are thinking about creating the brand, you, you mentioned logo as a starting point. Are there other elements of their, their marketing mix that uh, they should be focusing on as well right definitely well everybody if if you have the logo i think that everybody the next step is either a business card or a website or both i mean that's just 
kind of goes without saying, but uh, it's amazing how many people don't have a business card they can hand you with a logo on it, and really that sets you apart from one person to the next. Well, the design, you talked about that being one of your fortes, right. and that logo of catching the message or the eye of mm-hmm. a person. Talk about how you maybe do some things with people to help them come up with that right, that right. logo. Well, usually what I do is I, I have a, a, a questionnaire I provide to people. Uh, it helps me form a creative brief, and it's like um, – Who's your target market? Uh, how do you perceive yourself? How do you want, you know want other people to perceive you? Um, what characterizes you as different in your marketplace? Who are your competitors? And really, a lot of people either they don't think of that or they've thought of it, but they really haven't even put it down on paper. Right. So it helps me as much as it helps them, or vice versa. Right. That um, and we can kind of get our brains together on the same page and like, oh, okay, and or they're like. You know, a lot of times I say, what's your primary goal and what's your secondary goal? And sometimes that helps me more than anything else. I bet that process helps them hone in on things so they have a better feel for what their vision or what their goals are by just you talking it through. Right. It's kind of a little bit of homework I task them with, but but it's a good good thing um, for them to come up with their own creative brief, really. Um, But when talking about the logo... It's so important to have a professional logo, I, I think, because it really sets you apart from you know anybody else, and it's it's just the driving force. It's the it's the building block on everything else you're you're going to do visually, and from that logo, what I like to do is if there's a um, an element in the logo, an icon, or you know even an arc or a shape, I leverage that across you know the website and brochures and business cards. So it really like gets this look together and everything uh, you know consistency i was gonna say unified message through all the materials whatever it happens to be. right right it's i have a i have a word that uh, i've coined it's called consistize consistize i like that i I bet i can't spell that but i I like the word i'm not sure there's one way to spell that here you can probably (laughs) spell it but it's just basically you know get your get everything together um, across the board, your logo, your business card, your stationery, your website, your brochures, anything that's visual. I mean, even, you know, putting your logo on a car or a truck or, you know, depending on the business um, and making that unified through color and shape and, and, and any visual element is, is just a good branding strategy. So I, one, of, one of my mentors uh, used to always tell me, she would say, Jeff, consistency is the hobgoblin of small minds. But I always think when it comes to branding, it's sort of, it's sort of the opposite in that consistency is really the key to building the brand. And, and, and it's really a time-consuming process. But ultimately, you want your customers, when they see any element of your, uh, your, your marketing, whether it be business cards or stationery or whatever communication that you're making to them they want to be able you, you want them to look at it and say yes i know whose company that is i've, I've, I've I seen think it. that's you make a critical connection i was going to say it's, i used to say when i was driving back and forth from here to new jersey and late at night i look for the golden arches because i knew what i was going to get yeah right and yeah. It, that's what you're talking about is you know that of course they're small company that's grown to be rather large but the point is that when you see those golden arches you know exactly what you're going to get, and, and it's going to be consistent. 
Are, are, there, are there some branding do's and don'ts out there that, uh, that when you're working with folks, uh, maybe, maybe missteps you've seen people make before that, that uh, our listeners might be able to avoid or, or things that you've seen that have worked very well that you would encourage them to do? Any, any right. suggestions there, Matt? Well, this might sound a little biased, but I would always say <laughs> hire a professional. In, unless you're in that, that line of business, um, don't try to do your logo yourself. But there's so much nice clip art out there. You know, I can make a little. I can find a rocket or something. I don't know. Right. Well, Um, what you're saying, the important thing is you need to get the right resources behind you because it's so critical. Right. There's certain things you may go in one direction, but this is critical. Exactly. You you want to be perceived as a professional, not a unprofessional, or a a do-it-yourselfer, or 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 that that kind of thing. It'll send the message. Right. I, I think that a lot of people when they and we'll talk about logos a lot because, I mean, that is a major branding component. But the thing that people like to do is they like to get on Google and, you know, Google cheap logo or, you know, <laughs> yourself logo or that kind of thing. And, and I see a lot of people, what, through the years, they've, they've either crowdsourced their logo or they've gotten somebody that's, you know, their, their cousin's friend's wife or, or you know, some, somebody like that to do it. And what happens is they're just... Well, with the with the with the crowdsourcing thing or with the cheap logos online, it's you're not really getting a a, a concentrated effort from one person. You're you're getting just a minimal effort from a lot of people, and they're right. just kind of throwing stuff out there, or maybe they and they're not these, focused these, on your product, right? Or what you're right. And, they, to do. and they've done like ten other options for a con, you know if you've got a construction company, they've done ten other uh, options for a construction company that that weren't picked last time, and they just you know right. They take that and they they put your name in it and you know here you go and see if you see if it see if you bite, um, and then the 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 thing with the um, you know maybe maybe getting something that's not as professional like doing it yourself or or just having a, a a person in high school do it for you that kind of thing is that you know you got to think it the long term you got to think all right is this you know is this classic is it timeless is it gonna get me you know, to my five-year mark? Is it going to get me to my 10-year mark? It's, I don't think there's enough um, emphasis put on the, you know, the cornerstone of your, of your business. Well, it's the cornerstone of the business, and as a small business, it's us. So right. we want it to be look as good as it can right. and reflect what we're trying to reflect. Right. We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show. You know, we're talking a little bit uh, about this article about uh, how to distribute you know, your your product or service these days, and whether you should uh, go through retailers or or sell online. and And social media has created so many opportunities for small business, and and I it, it sounds like that's something that you have to also incorporate into your marketing and and put your own brand into your social media. So when you talk to folks about branding and social media, how do you connect 
the brand and, and social media or what suggestions do you have for people on that? Right. Well, visually speaking, it's great to have a good avatar, your icon. I mean, a lot of people, what they do is they, they cram their logo into, a, you know, a little 100 pixel by 100 pixel uh, space on Facebook and it shows up in the feed as just a little gobbledygook mm-hmm. mess, you know. So it's good to have one, one, one tip I like to say is, is find an image or grab your icon if you have a strong icon or something that, that really portrays your company that says this is, this is us in a little square. Um, I think that in the evolution of uh, logos and from my experience, a lot of people these days say that's part of the, the thing that they want in their logo. I want an icon that'll work on social media, or I want to, you know, this. I want. I don't want just a type treatment. I want a strong visual um, brand to use in social media. Another thing that um, when branding social media is to, is what I found is just to have a consistent voice. You know, with your company, you're you're always want. You don't want to be over here excited and down there in the dumps and. You know, just just to uh, promote that same kind of consistent voice and um, with all your posts and and to even like uh, even if you're just sharing a link and you're curating content, I think it's great to just put your little two cents kind of comment in there or you know to introduce the article, but use the same voice. You know, that makes sense. I wouldn't have thought about it. That's. It's obvious, but that's a great point to make is to be consistent so, that, like say, you're not up and down all around. So, so it's, it's probably not good practice to say, all right, uh, this week uh, Bill's going to be in charge of social media and next week, uh, you know, Ann's going to be in charge of it. And, right. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to maintain that consistent voice. I guess it's possible, but right. uh, more difficult. Different. Well, another thing that speaks to that is that um, a lot of times uh, businesses, they, they'll try to just hire somebody – uh, an intern or something to manage the social media. They say, "Go manage our social media account." You, you know, you know what you're doing. But they're not really the voice of the company. The voice of the company is usually the CEO or the, right. or the, you know, the founder or somebody that's vested in that company. So that's that might be a good um, tip. Another as well. good rule. I thought of something when we were talking about the logos and the importance of doing it professionally because you want it to come out and be exactly what you want the first time because I bet the cost of rebranding and looking at it, hey we didn't do a very good job right. can be significant not just the cost of preparing it but right. once you get your brand out there your message out there changing it mm-hmm. can be a significant impact to the customer base too well, I, mean, I mean that's and that's a very good point and and um, you, you know when Matt when you talk with folks about uh, that have been out there for a while and and uh, you know, does it? When does it make sense to rebrand an existing company? And and how do you do? You, do you work with folks on that? And 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 you know, I would, I would think that that can be a a, a pretty challenging project if, if when you're going down that 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 right. road. Yeah, definitely, it is a challenge. And the biggest challenge is evolving the logo or evolving your brand or trying to. Be, you've you've got a, a lot. Of, you've hopefully got a big following to your um your current brand or your current logo i would say and hopefully it's recognizable already and if if the challenge is to say if your logo is outdated or doesn't work and uh, a lot a lot of people have problems with like technical difficulties or um making their old logo from 15 years ago work in social media and that kind of thing so how do you uh 
how do you leverage what you already have, your, posi your position in the marketplace, and evolve that logo to, uh, to work and be more professional and that kind of thing. So that's, that's a big challenge in itself. Um, I would say the other reasons to rebrand is, is say, if you, um, you get acquired by another company, um, the company changes names or, you know, may, maybe ownership changes. And that, that's a good thing. They want to take the company in a new direction. But I would say that the, uh, I often advise people, let's not totally just change you know, go from A to Z. Let's go yeah, from you want A to, to B or A to C. Yeah. Carry the message right. from where existing to where we're going. To, right. Like, say, you don't want to go black to white, probably. Right, right. So I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I, I recently rebranded um, Cornerstone Counseling Center here in Hickory. And this was a couple of years ago. But what they had was they had a, an ark and a sun. And the ark was a, a, a cross of a, a, you know, a Christian cross. And... Um, and then Cornerstone was, was under it. Well, what, it looked outdated, for sure. But how do you get that to update it? So what we did was we did an exploration of where it could go, you know, kind of let me do some that are really close to what you have and let me do some that are really just a totally different concept or, or that kind of thing. And what we settled on was a modernized look of, of what they what had. They had. Because what it did was it, it, I mean, people that drive by and they see their sign, they might not even know it's updated. But they, they see that same sun and arc and cross and they say, oh, you know, that in their There's mind, a comfort level. Right, of there's who a they comfort are. level associated with that. So it, it was good for them and their brand to not, to not uh, change it totally because basically you don't want to be. Uh, you don't want to lose the people you had. You want to you want to you know stick with the people you have, get new people, um, and and kind of keep it uh, in the minds of your your audience. Keep, you know, a lot of people didn't didn't realize that they changed it. I mean, they they probably when they get their letterhead or something, they're like, oh yeah, I know them. Well, it's a different logo. It's an updated right. logo. It's a new typeface, new treatment, but en enough but enough elements so that they know it's just you know they right. they. they, they have some familiarity with it. Right, exactly. So, this sort of makes me think of like, uh, you know, Rick Perry, the governor of Texas who ran for president last mm -hmm. time, you know, he got some really cool glasses now and he's sort of rebranding himself as... The, the as, Clark uh, Kent, I heard that. Yeah, you know, the Clark Kent and he's, he's like uh, gearing up and maybe he'll be running for president again and we'll remember him, but uh, there's there are a few things that'll be different about him. That's a very good point. He's rebranding himself. He's rebranding himself. And, and Take the good things that people liked and right. changing the other things. You know, and, and and I don't think he's the first politician to have done this. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. But you know, At least what, not this week. Not this week. <laughs> you know, Matt, one, other, let me, let me, one last question while we're talking about brands. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you, you're, you work on the creative element of these things and and you've talked about logos, and you know, I don't. I'm not the creative guy. When my my wife wants to paint the house, I sort of <laughs> defer to her on these things. You know, how does how does color play into this, and and, and various color palettes, and is is that is that important, and 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 how do you think through that? Yeah, it, it's very important. I mean, color has a lot of psychology to it. I mean, there's there's blue is comforting, or or orange is is alert or stay away or you know they, they say that red and yellow are the are the hunger colors so you know mcdonald's hardy i mean all the fast food chains in, incorporate some form of, of red and yellow and orange to, to do that but 
I think that it's um, it's good to think about that about the color what you're using is so you can portray you know your your brand's image and you know if if you're a medical company a lot of medical companies use blue yeah. right it's, it's just a comfort thing a lot of financial institutions that's right. uh, use blue uh, a lot of um, organic companies use green I mean that's just, it, it sound it sounds you know, straightforward when yeah, you say it but it sounds easy enough but I mean you really have to think about that um, another thing what what you want to do when picking a color is try to own your color in your market and that uh, that is just something that's really hard to do if if you're the second or third or fourth person in there um, take uh, analogy is the, the lawnmower market I mean John Deere is green you right. see a green tractor it's John Deere that's right mm-hmm. you see a red tractor is probably Toro yep. uh, you see a, an orange one it's probably Husqvarna well they, they all have their little corner in that that's market with their, with their color um, another one is um, UPS they're brown and they even had it in their, see, in their commercials in their, what can brown do for you that's I mean right. they're leveraging that color like like you wouldn't believe but mm-hmm. that's I mean to me that's smart of course but um, so you know when thinking about it maybe in a, a medical you know a healthcare industry and that everybody's using blues you know maybe I guess it would make sense in the medical to use red well, some, even though some there's some people some people are, I have to say, red, red, or at least red drips. I don't know. People you know, might people might shy away from those outfits. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Well, if if there's a way to you know, and it's it's a, you know, colors are very trendy and that kind of thing too. But I mean, if you could if you can not use the same reflex blue PMS mm-hmm. color that everybody else is doing, if you could make it a teal or an, or an aqua or something like that, I mean. It's it's hard to get away. You know, it's hard to be totally different. Uh, I've seen it happen before in the um, EMR uh, software industry, where uh, some people already own the colors. It, you know, red is a big color in that software. It's um, and 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 blue. Well, you know, some a company I work for called Allscripts. They they have evolved their uh, logo and brand several times because of acu- acquisitions and that kind of thing. So they used to be red and gray. There's a lot of red and grays out there. They evolved to orange and gray. Well, the next time they got acquired, they're they're green. Well, nobody else is green. So now they pretty much own that color in that industry. There, that's been several years. But when you think of that. Um, industry, and you think green, you think all scripts. So. Well, yeah, I mean it, that's an area of branding that I've really not given much thought to, and and uh, you know how how you can use colors to help define you, and and use colors to establish that position within the marketplace. That's that's just a whole another element that that. I've not thought of, and, and uh, probably is a good reason why you should be talking to someone that specializes in these areas as you're thinking about your branding, because uh, there are a lot of elements to it. So, so uh, I think that's important. I was going to say some of the things you said after you said them. So that makes sense, but that's why we need a professional. To, well, you don't you don't to help think about it. It, it. It sounds like second nature or something. You, you know, that's obvious, right? But, but really, but you need somebody to walk you through. I think right. your questionnaire where you get them to is helping them define themselves even more right. so than they would have thought of otherwise. Well, you can find out more about Matt and his company, Me Design Lab, at uh, www.me, the M-E, designlab.com. And uh, uh, he's done some very good work. And, Matt, we really appreciate you taking some time to, to talk with us today. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. 
So we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna we're gonna end up with our small businesses of the month and and actually uh, before Gary and I share ours, Matt, you're you're working on a new little project, a new little business that's sort of a unique business. Why don't that's you right. share what you're working on? Okay, so I'm an entrepreneur again. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I have a new business with a, a partner. Uh, it's called VikingAerial.com. Oh, actually, that's the web address. It's called Viking Aerial. Um, we employ the use of UAVs to take aerial pictures. So what, a lot what, of people call them drones. Wait, what does UAV stand for? UAV is an unmanned air- aircraft vehicle. Um, a lot of people call them drones. Um, and what we do is it's, it's all remote controlled. Uh, we we work as uh, partners. There's two of us. So. It's it's not good for the person that's flying the plane or the helicopter to to actually control the camera. So what my partner does is he controls the uh, he flies the plane. He's the or the, the helicopter. He he's the pilot. He he controls it. He's not actually he's, in it. Right. <laughs> he, he wouldn't be a very big guy. guy. <laughs> and uh, and I control the camera. So we each have a, a radio controlled um, handheld. And I have a monitor mounted on my, mine where I can see what the camera sees, and and he controls the uh, the helicopter. And and you'll take pictures for for marketing purposes, right. or you're doing undercover detective work, <laughs> no, or no, spy work. No okay. spy work. Wait, so what got you into this business? <laughs> well, you know, I've I've done I've done uh, art direction uh, and and photography for uh, resorts and for um, you know commercial property and that kind of thing. So I've I've really got this, a, a background in doing that kind of thing. And uh, my partner Luke, he is uh, just a big RC guy, ready controlled. And he and and so together we we really complement each other to where we can um, offer these services and and you know the, the, therefore real estate or commercial property or um, construction or live events um, you know golf courses mm-hmm. benefit from you know the, the flyover video um, so what what we've been uh, what we've been uh, honing our skills on and uh, and providing is uh, is photography and and videography uh, from this perspective so that's neat yeah if people want to find out more is there a website right it's www.vikingarial.com and aerial spelled a-e-r-i-a-l is that a unique spelling or is that no that's how you spell it okay it's always good to spell those tough words out our listeners man come on i appreciate it Gary, what's, uh, what do you have this month for your small business? Thanks, Jeff. My small business of the month is City Lunch, which is uh, nestled in the heart of downtown Lincolnton, North Carolina. It's a quaint restaurant known for mouth-watering hot dogs and a welcoming wait staff. started in 1934 and has run successfully by the same family since 1957. I love the story because I love small-town businesses, and, of course, I've never met a hot dog I didn't like. Also, I'm proud to say that one of the three owners is a CVCC business graduate who uses her schooling to do the restaurant's books when she's not helping customers or cooking. She runs the business with her brother and sister-in-law. Their secret is focusing on good food and best customer service, a lesson that all business owners can learn from. They make everything fresh daily. City Lunch has worked hard to maintain their low prices over the years. Hot dog costs 86 cents. And... 
cheeseburgers, a dollar thirty-five. Even I can afford those prices. That's right. Yeah, well, we can. We might be able to get two with the uh, salaries really that we get from the mesh. They have a loyal customer base, which grows from the customers, kids, teaching uh, where the best hot dog can be made. And I think, like I talked about, another road trip to Hawaii. This one could be to Lincolnton. Uh, to do some research for our next podcast. Well, I think uh, I'm going to I'm going to vote for the Hawaii part. You know, uh, you well, can check the budget. Okay, <laughs> check the budget. You know, you we won't, we'll give you the Lincoln in the loop there. Thank okay. you. That's usually the way it works for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We 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 don't uh, we, we don't generally discuss our small businesses uh, before we get uh, to recording the podcast. But mine is actually a. Uh, a similar little small uh, uh, restaurant. It's not actually a restaurant. It's actually an ice cream parlor. Earlier this summer, I was uh, uh, traveling down in uh, down at the beach in South Carolina, and we spent a uh, part of a day in Savannah, Georgia, and uh, got the chance to go to Leopold's Ice Cream Parlor in Savannah, Georgia, which uh, is it's not a new business. It's it's a, actually a very old business. It started in 1919. Uh, by three brothers who had uh, moved here from Greece, immigrated from Greece. Uh, But it's just your old traditional ice cream parlor. Uh, They've got uh, recipes that date back to 1919. They they say they created the flavor Tutti Frutti, and uh, they've got secret recipes that uh, they've been using since 1919. Actually, uh, third generation uh, uh, is, is now running it, and it's on... Broughton Street in Savannah, Georgia, and, and uh, just a really cool place to hang out. And uh, some business has been around for a long time. You can find out more about them at www.leopoldsicecream.com. And if you're ever in the Savannah area, uh, strongly encourage you to, to give it a visit. And uh, we had a lot of fun when we were down there. So uh, go enjoy your Leopold's ice cream. Sounds great. But another thing that you have the chance to enjoy is the Greater Hickory Kia Classic. Oh, great lead. Which will be coming up in uh, October 13th through 19th at the Rock Barn Golf and Spa uh, Resort out in Conover, North Carolina. And they're our sponsor uh, this month, and uh, we very much appreciate their sponsorship. And, and we're very much looking forward to getting out there in, in October and encourage uh, folks to check it out at www.greaterhickorykiaclassic.com. So That's a great event in October. It's a perfect time to be in North Carolina. I think you're right. The weather's going to be great. Uh, I enjoy the fall weather. and. Uh, and yeah, we'll we'll be out there in our Entrepreneur Exchange booth uh, signing autographs. Exactly, and, 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 and we may have some out there. special prize packages for the deal. You never know. You never know. Anyway, well, Matt, we very much appreciate you joining us today, and, and Gary, thank you for uh, for your work. And it's wonderful. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening, and we'll look forward to talking to you again next month. been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.